to Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Friday? Today is the uh, 23rd. What's happening out there? Getting ready for a big weekend. On today's show, we're going to do some uh, college football deep dives and give out some picks. So uh, sometimes on Friday, we do some soccer. No soccer this weekend. Sometimes we do a little NFL. But uh, today, we will focus on college football, do some deep dives before we get some picks. And sometimes we like to do this on Football Friday. Do a little bit more of a handicap, a little bit more of a deep dive, because that's one thing that we don't do that often on this show is like deep dive handicaps and, uh, you know, go real in depth with with why we're picking some of these games. Obviously, the weekend we do quick picks and it's the opposite. But, uh, you know, the audience has understood for a while now that there's a lot that goes into those picks for Saturday morning. I just like to do a three minute show, get the bets out there and then let you guys get about your weekend. So uh, today's going to be a little different. Uh, full handicaps and uh, all of them in college football. Uh, so let's get into it after we thank Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the best bet, the best place to bet uh, player props. So uh, we talk about the parlays all the time, how they have the best payouts for player prop parlays. They also have some daily fantasy style games. So games with big contests, big payouts, but not as big as some of the other places like DraftKings FanDuel. I'm talking like maybe a couple hundred people. So it's definitely legitimate, uh, you know, able to win. And it's big prizes, a lot of fun for player props. So check out Thrive Fantasy. Put in promo code SBD for a deposit match up to $100. All right, uh, handicaps with uh, some picks here. Let's start off with the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. Uh, I'm giving Wisconsin out uh, currently plus 19 as a best bet as we record on Friday. So uh, this, this has a lot to do with... Ohio State's offense and Wisconsin's defense because Ohio State's offense I think is a little uh, overrated after that 77 point performance last week against Toledo. I understand they looked like they got stuff back on track but a lot of weird stats added up in that game. You know they, they did dominate Toledo but you just wonder after a certain amount of time did Toledo stop playing and I think that's certainly the case. Uh, plus it's you know Ohio State has not been able to cover and get margin under Ryan Day. And doing a, a deep dive as to why that might be, I think it has a lot to do with the situation he puts his offense in. Before Ryan Day with Urban Meyer, Ohio State was a top 10 team in terms of, uh, let's see, the, 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 the stat here is standard down line yards. Okay, So standard down line yard uh, means first and 10, second and seven, third and four. Are you gaining the average or above average in the, in the league, right? So there's standard down line yards, and there's passing down line yards. Obviously, passing downs are passing situations where you're much more likely to throw the football. So Urban Meyer had Ohio State top 10 in both categories for most of his career. Since Ryan Day took over, they're still top 10 in standard down line yards, number two right now in the country. But when it comes to passing, they've fallen all the way to 58th. And that's an average of the last couple of years. I mean, they are not great passing the football in clear, in clear passing situations under Ryan Day. So... Wisconsin actually does well when they know the other team's going to throw the football. Wisconsin, 14th in the country at uh, quarterback pressure. So that's going to be a difference. And also, Wisconsin's defense is not the reason they lost to Washington State. This is a very good defense. As a matter of fact, the only one weakness last couple of years you could say Wisconsin had on defense was their secondary, the inability to stop big plays. Well, actually, this offseason, Wisconsin did the most of any team in the Power Five to fill that gap. And on the back end of their secondary, they added the number two and number four defensive back transfers in the country. Cedric, uh, Cedric Dort from Kentucky and uh, Jay Shaw from UCLA both wind up at Wisconsin, improving that secondary so much. I mean, we're talking a multi-point upgrade from those two players on defense. So 
the ability to stop the big plays. I understand Ohio State's going to get what they want. This is still the, a, a very good offense, and they will move, will move the football. C.J. Stroud, number two pass efficiency in the country, but I just think Wisconsin has what it takes to slow them down and keep up offensively. We talked about pass efficiency. Graham Mertz is actually number five in the country for, for pass efficiency. So I think Wisconsin will be able to run the football, will be able to convert their downs, but this to me is more about Wisconsin's defense. Uh, and in terms of uh, the football outsiders ranking FEI, which normalizes for uh, the teams they played, Wisconsin has the fifth best defense in the country this year. Ohio State still number 23, not bad. But again, this is more about Wisconsin's defense being better than people think. Uh, again, they only gave up 17 to Washington State, and they ranked 12th in EPA per drive. So can Wisconsin move the ball? I think I think enough. Uh, can Wisconsin slow Ohio State down? I think enough to make plus 19 a best bet. So we'll give uh, Wisconsin out plus 19 for those reasons. Let's get on to uh, another handicap here. This one a little bit later on, USC and Oregon State. This line is currently... Oh, it's all over the board. Plus five and a half, plus six. I like it at plus six, not nearly as much at plus five and a half. But uh, the, the the pick here is Oregon State. And it has a lot to do with USC's defense playing with fire. Okay, USC's defense in my luck ratings are number one in terms of total luck this year. That's number one out of 124. They're plus 10 in the turnover margin through three games. Uh, their opponents have consistently gotten inside the red zone and not gotten points. So for a lot of reasons, USC is just not living up defensively, even though on the scoreboard, it looks great. That's why we get some value here is USC's looked good in terms of the scoreboard, but it hasn't been good in terms of uh, what they've actually done inside the numbers, inside the game, and really inside the 20s. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but that's kind of what it's been for USC. And to put some stats behind that, uh, USC 71st in defensive drive efficiency, 79th in drive value rate. Drive value rate is pretty much where do opponents start and finish their drives and what do they do based on expectation. So this is not a good, I mean, we're talking, you know, clearly worse than average in those uh, rankings and their defense is uh, near the bottom of the barrel in the EPA per rush. So they've been beat up on the ground. I think Oregon State could have an opportunity here, even though they've been... Uh, efficient throwing the football and, and and passing. I think Oregon State's actually going to want to run the football a little bit more this game, and it's going to play into their game plan and play into their hands for what they can do against USC. Uh, in terms of yards per play, Oregon State 15th in the country, so they do have an offense that can move the football. USC is 7th. That's why we have a total of 70 this game, and it's going up. It's 71 in some places, so there will be some points scored, but I think that Oregon State can keep up, and even, I mean, we're I think we're talking about a live dog here. US, uh, USC's not done well traditionally at Oregon State. They lost to them last year at home, and now they have to go on the road where Oregon State is 9-3 and against the spread. Their last 12 games against ranked opponents. So, a lot going in Oregon State's favor here. Not a lot going in the way of USC. And I just think that 6 is a good number. It's been one of the most heavily bet games, by the way, on the board. So, there's a lot of people on this game, but I think Oregon State is the play at uh, plus 6. Uh, one more pick here. Let's go a little in-depth for one more play. Uh, this is the Clemson-Wake Forest game, and this has a lot to do with the X's and O's. This isn't as much of a power ratings play. I just think this is a bad matchup for Wake Forest. So last year, when Clemson was sputtering to say, you know, to be nice offensively, they still put up 48 points against Clemson last year. So this is just a good matchup. Dabo Sweeney knows how to beat this Wake Forest defense, and... 
Wake Forest doesn't have enough on the outside to, to slow Clemson down. There's a lot of speed on both sides of the ball with Clemson, and it's a bad matchup for Wake Forest. And the matchup continues to the other side of the football when Wake Forest has the ball. They're they're going to struggle because they run a lot of RPOs. The only issue is Sam Hartman is one of the least efficient runners since he's come back from his injury. I'm glad he's back from these from his injury. I was cheering for him, but this offense is not as good when he's not running the football and he's not running the football. What he does, he's not running it well. So that's going to be a big problem with Clemson's defensive line that can dictate kind of what happens if they run that RPO and they're fast enough to get to the quarterback, not let him on the outside if he does choose to run, which I don't see happening. So there's a lot going in Clemson's way here defensively. I think they're going to slow down Wake Forest. I know seven is a lot on the road, but again, Clemson's offense matches up well with with Wake Forest defense. Wake Forest's new look offense without a running Sam Hartman does not match up well against Clemson's defense. I actually have my reservations if Clemson is... Uh, back, right? Is Clemson going to be that that elite team that they were a couple years ago? Uh, is Clemson going to be able to cover these spreads and, and, and exceed expectation in tough situations on the road? But I just think that they will in this game. Wake Forest is 128th in rush success rate, and uh, Clemson's defense is 6th in the country in defensive stuff rate. We will see more RPOs this week, but I don't think it's going to be uh, I think it's actually going to be a negative. If Wake Forest tries to open things up and go more to a traditional offense, that's not that's not going to work for them. They have to get more creative and try and spread things outside to side. Again, it's just a bad matchup against this Clemson defense. So uh, if you look last week on the line, uh, Wake Forest actually lost the battle on the line to Liberty. Okay, so if Liberty's line can kind of push Wake around, what do you think Clemson could do? And I still think Clemson's offensive line could be better than we think. We all know Clemson has a great defensive line. Maybe the best in the country, for sure, top three. What about that offensive line, though? Right, That's the question mark with Clemson, and I think we could be looking at a very good offensive line again with a good matchup here. So Clemson minus seven is the final deep dive bet that we're going to give out today. Uh, Stay tuned tomorrow morning. We're going to give some final day up picks on Saturday's quick picks, maybe some baseball too, so stay tuned for that. But once again for today, we gave out Clemson minus seven, Wisconsin plus 19, and Oregon State plus the six. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. I'm not so sure if we're going to give out NFL picks, so stay tuned. We may have an emergency pod that we put out tonight or tomorrow about some early NFL lines. Not completely sure about that yet, but uh, if we don't, I'm sure we'll have one or two picks for the NFL on Sunday morning. So good luck. Hope you hit some winners today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.